0: Summer is finally mercifully here, Manitoba. If you want to promote your band or your team or your business with some fresh gear this season, check out our friends at Divine Shirt Company. Supporting local business is more important than ever in these tough times. So get a made-in-Manitoba solution to your screen printing, embroidery, heat press vinyl, and graphic design needs over at divineshirtcompany.ca or on Instagram at divineshirts. And tell them which police radio sent you. All right, welcome to Witch Police Radio. I'm here with a returning guest, and I think it's been a couple of years, or maybe even three years, since you were last on the show. And obviously, there's a lot uh, going on lately. Uh, and not only do you have new music out, but you've played some pretty big shows lately, and you just sort of uh, a lot of buzz around you right now, which is great to see. So I think the best way to start this off is if you want to introduce yourself and just give a bit of background about what you do as an artist. Totally,
1: man. Yeah. Hey, guys. My name is Jr. Sharon Sam. Thanks for having me back, man. It's good to see you. Uh, I am a uh, I'm a country rock artist here in the province of Manitoba, and uh, yeah, you're right. We've had a lot going on lately, and uh, I'm just drinking a tea right now because uh, i trying to dry out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe that's a good place to start, is just this past weekend. I mean, you were playing right. at Country Fest, which is obviously you know a, a huge deal for country music in Manitoba, and I think for a lot of artists, it's kind of a uh, bucket list sort of um, event to play. So what was that like for you? Right.
1: Matt, it was absolutely incredible. Um, I mean, where do I start, right? Uh, we had a 10 p.m. spot uh, we were playing at the same time as Walker Hayes. I'm sure a lot of people in the country music side of things know who that guy is, the fancy-like guy. Um, so he's one of the largest country artists in the world, but we were playing the uh, the Hilltop stage at the same time, and we actually had people leaving uh, his concert, um, coming up for drinks or whatever, and they weren't going back down. They were coming to ours. So um, by the end of the night, it was absolutely packed. It was uh, just an incredible overall experience. Uh, I mean, the team at Country Fest a one hell of a job. Um, especially with the local artists and, and their promotion for, I mean, Manitoba music and everything like that. So, it was uh, it was incredible, man. I uh, we opened for a guy named Corey Marks. He's played with Travis Tritt and Ivan Moody and uh, a bunch of those guys too. So, um, it's pretty incredible. We had a massive encore going at the end of it. We obviously didn't play it because we're an opener, but uh, <laughs> it was a great time, man. I uh, <laughs> I yeah, I don't know. I'm still reeling from it, man, in a
0: good way. I, I bet. Yeah, yeah. Well, and this was your first time playing there, right? This is your your debut at Country Fest.
1: It was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it certainly was. I mean, as you know, we obviously launched this project uh, in the middle of a pandemic, and uh, that's when we we had first kind of chatted too with the uh, with the EP launch. And, yeah. Um, this was really the first year that or I guess the second year where, or first year where things are actually completely kind of back to normal and um, people are playing left, right, and center, and yeah, it's, uh felt really good, man.
0: That's cool, yeah, and I saw some video, too, of you, like, singing along with the crowd, and it seemed like the people were into it. Like you're saying, I mean, people sort of wandered over to your your stage and and, and kind of got into what you were yeah. doing, but it's very cool to see, especially for a local artist, right? I mean, there's so many big names at right. that festival, and to see that kind of crowd reaction is awesome.
1: Oh man, it was it was totally incredible. Yeah, there was kind of like a steel bar in front of the stage, and I I thought I'd just kind of what I typically like to do in the middle of a show, as long as I've got a wireless pack on, then I'll, I'll go out into the crowd and you know kind of thing stuff and just do my thing, and uh, I, I kind of hopped into the bar, and people were trying to pull me off the stage, and taking pictures with me, and I was just like, holy crap, this is, uh, <laughs> this is absolutely nuts. So it was a dangerous maneuver
0: sound. But, uh, <laughs> well, you, you survived, you're here. <laughs> we're talking about here it. I yep, yeah. Here I am. Well, go. I guess like like you just said a few minutes ago too, this is a project that started during the pandemic, which is obviously the amount of uncertainty for everyone at that time. If anyone wants to hear our old conversation from a couple of years ago, that's sort of sure, what yeah. we're talking about is just this weirdness of not being able to play shows and all that. And you put yeah. out music then, you kind of introduce yourself to the world as an artist then, What is it like now to sort of... Now that you're back and you can play... Everyone's back and you can play shows and you can get out there and and do things like that and meet fans face-to-face and and, and sort of perform your music live the way it's intended to be heard. Uh, What does that feel like? It's it's the greatest feeling in the world. It's the biggest
1: high every time you're up on that stage. And I'm sure that's cliche and I'm sure every artist says that, right? Like, that's just the... That's what we all do it for, right? We're doing it for... um, To get that reaction from the crowd to like take that pain away from the people who, if they've had a bad week or a bad day or a bad month at work. Um, So it's, yeah, it's just uh, one of the guys I was chatting with, uh, or one of the guys in the band explained it as like pure euphoria Um, just to kind of, you know, you're relieving yourself and you're relieving everybody that's in that crowd too. So um, I I think during the pandemic, there was um, a different kind of music being consumed and, and people were listening in different ways, but now that things are back to normal and we can actually kind of promote our product, um, you know, me to you uh, in yeah. in an actual physical setting, it's 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 incredible, man. It's it's why we do it.
0: What is your sort of perception of, of how you were, how people heard you during the pandemic? Because obviously, you know, you're playing shows, people are coming coming yeah. to see your your band, you're you're out there, people know who you are, but you launched during this, and it's not like you had this right. long history uh, of being on stage, you know, at all these these country shows sort of before that. So, how, right. how I guess, what was the process of sort of uh, you know, you put music out, <laughs> no one could leave the house, and now yeah, you're able to yeah. play shows. How do you get those people to sort of come with you, you know, from, okay, this is something I listen to while I'm locked down, to now, okay, I want to see this guy live.
1: Right, right, exactly. I, and I think the answer to that is, I think it's threefold. I think marketing does a big, big play. I mean, if you're not using marketing, um, I mean, you should be running your music career as a business to some extent, right? right. Um, the other thing is connecting with your people, right? Um, just, Just be real with them. Um, and then, yeah, in, engagement, Engage- engagement, 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 just uh, make them think that you're, uh, or make them know that you're a real person and, and write songs that um, are going to relate to people, right? Uh, I mean, that's, I, I feel like how it's been done for, you know, hundreds of years, you're writing relatable content, whether that's music on the fiddle, or you're singing different lyrics, or Anything along those lines, just be relatable, right? And that's, and, uh, yeah, that, that's huge for country music in run. general,
0: right? <laughs> that, that that related right. relatability is kind of one of the hallmarks of the genre.
1: Right, exactly. Well, yeah, exactly. People are, uh, I mean, typically singing about their dog running away in trucks and stuff like that, but yeah. <laughs> but yeah, rock and country, I, I feel like... I've related to rock for kind of the the longer part of my life and, and kind of switched into country... Um, obviously as, as i've gotten older or whatever but like they're just yeah they're relatable things you're you're really relating to your audience and um people love that right
0: yeah yeah well and the rock side of things i mean you have a new single out and that's definitely got more of a rock edge than maybe some of your other material is that something you've right. always kind of wanted to do is blend those two sounds or or is it something that just kind of naturally comes out of you because of your background and influences and all that it's it's kind of background and influences it's a you know what sam it's a bit of both right
1: i mean um it's background and influences and then I, I feel like the crossover has to be super strong, right? I mean, um, I've got songs out there that sound like Willie or Wayland and, and all of those old school country guys, but I've also got songs out there that you know you could probably relate more to like a, a Guns and Guns N' Roses or like a, a Metallic or a Nickelback or, right. or you know, like it, it just depends on, on how I'm feeling I wanna write that song and how the direction that we're wanting it to go, right?
0: Do you think there's yeah. a lot of uh, crossover, just audience-wise? I mean, you think there's a lot of people out there who who have those interests, right? Who share share the the, right. the Willie and the Guns N' Roses, uh, you know, at the same time?
1: Yeah, you know what? In I would say in country music in general, right now, I think it is one big crossover, and it and it kind of follows, you know, popular music, be that rock or be it hip hop or be it anything along those lines. So I, I think um, I think there are, you know, there are people who love hip-hop but maybe they don't like country or they they love rock but they despise country but I feel on the country side of things it's more um, it's more of a fit right they love country and they love hip-hop they love country and they love rock because there's so much of that crossover in that genre that you don't necessarily get um within those other genres right there's so many sub-genres of country music
0: yeah yeah well and I think there's a lot of genres that are, that are similar in that sense too but country uh... I wonder right. if it maybe is because country is more of a cultural thing than just a genre of music. I mean, for a lot of people, especially in the rural areas, yeah. country is sort of the lifestyle, right? I mean, that that, that, that music is that's the right. soundtrack to everything, whereas, you know, they're choosing right. to listen to rock, or choosing to listen to jazz, or choosing to listen to hip-hop, whereas this is kind of the soundtrack to their lives uh, in the rural areas especially.
1: Yeah, I think you're exactly right with that. That is uh, an incredibly, uh, that's an incredible good point. <laughs>
0: Well, I want to talk to you about the real areas because I I love you how you have these merch um, with the, the hats with the different 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 town names on them and yeah, that's yeah, yeah. A, a very very creative way I think of, of sort of appealing to to people who are fans of your music but also you know want to represent a smaller community I mean Winnipeg is is Winnipeg it's this big monolithic you know uh, city in this province and everyone sort of associates the music scene with with Winnipeg and then everything else is an afterthought but but what was the reason behind sort of you know appealing to some of these much smaller communities uh, and tailoring your merch to those people
1: Right, right. You know what? I grew up in a town, I think we've talked about it before, a town called Binscarth, Manitoba. There was around 350 people there when I grew up. And I I feel like those small towns draw a lot of influence. You know, like there are people in Winnipeg who just want to wear like a, you know, a Binscarth, Manitoba hat or a a Stonewall or any of these smaller towns because they've got some family member or someone somewhere that that they saw or they know from from those towns and they think it's cool. Um, But more more so than that, I mean, I started the original hat, which was my hometown. Right. Um, and then I had people reaching out to me like, Hey, would you consider doing like a, like a, a Russell or a, a Stonewall or a Nipua or, you know, all of these small towns, um, to the point where we've even done like custom orders out to like Australia and Missouri and like all of these places all over the place. So, um, I, I think it's a relatable thing. I think it's, for the the people who are actually from the small towns they they've got that sense of pride and they've got that sense of um kind of rural accomplishment and uh yeah it's a it's a super cool way as well to when people come to their, your shows I, I mean they're wearing the hats right and you know where they're coming from and it's like hey that's pretty cool I don't know that person I've never met them in my life but they're wearing a jr sharon hat whether they they bought it on their own or they got it as a gift so there's a couple couple different reasons that we did that with those that small town series.
0: Yeah, it's cool and it's also I, almost like, um, I mean not that there's anything wrong with wearing Winnipeg merch, but, but Winnipeg has so many right. people in such a big city that like, you know Right. Someone you see someone out at a show wearing Winnipeg hat, it's like okay, cool Winnipeg. But if they have Garth right. or something like you know, it's what? How do you know where that is? What Can the hell's that?
1: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Google Maps, like what the heck? <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. That's cool. Yeah. 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 So uh, is that is that sort of your main your main audience still? Is is, is the small communities? I mean, I, I know that like something like Country Fest is going to draw people from everywhere, not just Manitoba, right. just just literally all over Canada and even some international fans uh, of country right. in general, but. Do you find that your uh, your main audience is in those rural communities?
1: I would say so. Yeah, I would say probably it's it's probably an eighty percent to twenty split uh, from kind of rural into city. And and you know it's it's interesting. We like that too because we kind of lived it for years and years. I mean, like I said, I'm from those small towns, yeah. so being able to relate to those people and and like you said, like all of the different subgenres and and kind of the way that they live and the music that they listen to, we can kind of relate in that uh, those different ways so yeah i would say you're right 80 20 split probably
0: have you made much uh much effort to to sort of get into the winnipeg scene or do you not need to because you have all of these listeners in, in the small communities
1: yeah yeah no definitely we've uh we've definitely had kind of uh i guess like urban marketing tactics and, and things like that where we're, we're pushing for the larger centers but um we really like that like that down home uh type audience because we relate to them so so much right and uh yeah i don't know it's uh it's kind of an organic growth for us right now and things are really kind of trending in uh in a really good direction so yeah. i look at my spotify
0: and there's more more urban listeners every day which is really 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 cool that is cool yeah it's good it's good to see yeah. for sure um what what do you have any like desire to just to go back to the rock thing the rock country blend yeah. there do you have any desire to sort of make material that is more specifically geared towards Rock fans who maybe don't have the interest in country yet, or or don't have, or or just want to hear something a little heavier, a little more kind of, um, not upbeat because country could be upbeat too, but you know what I mean?
1: Yep, yep, 100%. Yeah, it's, uh, uh, like I said, it's kind of what we're feeling like, uh, when we're writing the music and kind of what comes out of us creatively. I mean, um, I I can obviously, um, kind of, we've got a, we've got another song that's going to be coming out in the next little bit. I'm not going to say when it is, but, uh, It'll it'll be on the album when it drops, and uh, it's I would say it's probably ninety five percent rock and roll with a small percent of country influence. So yeah, definitely, it's just what's uh, flowing from us creatively when we're uh, when we're sitting down to write the song.
0: Well, and by the sounds of things, what you're saying, it sounds like the country fans are cool with it anyway, right? I mean, the, the people who are there for the country, right. they already have some some degree of interest in the rock stuff. From from together. yeah, you know, you know what Sam? Like we
1: always try to do like a couple different covers in our sets, and we and we try not to make them so that they're my brain's not working 100 percent right now, but we, we try not to make them so that they're the ones that everybody always hears, right? Um, so we'll throw like a, you know, like a, a Sweet Mountain River in there by okay. Monster Truck, or some of those songs that are a little more heavy, right? And and people just eat that up, especially at the end of the night. Everyone's all exciting and they're kind of thrashing around, and yeah, you throw in like a th- Sweet Mountain River, a uh, blow like uh, Stapleton and Bruno Mars, and and Sheeran, like, yeah, oh, yeah, those songs work out super, super well, especially with the country crowd, which is incredible.
0: That's cool, yeah, that, that is cool.
2: It seemed like a year, but it had been... A couple of days, you came walking out, a smile lit up your face, and in those two minutes, our whole lives changed. Now I'm sitting wondering how it's gonna be.
0: plan as far as uh, i know you mentioned you know what the you will eventually have an album dropping and this single i assume is sort of the precursor to that what's your how much have you recorded already do you already have a bunch of songs in the can or is it still sort of to be worked on we're we've started
1: uh we're about 50 percent done um as far as starting and and laying down scratch tracks and then we've got the other uh songs that are ready to go we've just need uh just need to get the time to get into the studio
0: yeah yeah for sure (laughs) it's definitely coming yeah 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 well i meant to yeah, well, yeah, for sure. And that's a big deal, too, right? Because, I mean, your previous release was an EP, and this is, this is going to be a full-length, I take it?
1: I think so, yeah. It's kind of shaping out that way right now um, with the content that we have. We haven't 100% decided what direction we want to go. Oh, maybe it'll be two EPs, but uh, right now I'm trending in the direction of a full-length album. Cool. So Cool. have got the content. Yeah. Well,
0: you've, you've had the time, right? I mean, like you were writing those other songs uh, during the pandemic or before, and now you've had, a you know, now things are rolling again. Right. You've probably had a lot of... Uh, have you had a lot of creative energy sort of since since uh things came back or are you too busy playing shows oh you know what we've had tons of creative energy man i
1: back in uh, i think it was january the whole band basically we went out we rented a little uh little cabin or whatever and we just had a, a writer's weekend and cool. i think we pumped out uh we basically pumped out the album there in two days which was uh really really cool i think got 10 songs or something like that out of it
0: nice nice and so yeah your band right now is that sort of your established group like do you have, have you got like a pretty solid uh, lineup of players with you
1: yeah, for the most part, I, I mean, I I still was kind of sub in utility guys, but I I really love the camaraderie and, and kind of the creative juices that we have together and uh, and all of that good stuff. So they're, yeah. I mean, they're as much part of Jr. Chiron and this project as I am, in, in my opinion, right? Uh, and this latest single that we put out, I mean, man, I've got a I got a pile of people to mention on it. Uh, they were all equally in the pocket as far as that's concerned. So
0: that's cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well. I, I guess, like, what I was gonna ask about that is, is, is well, how does that differ from the, the EP? Because a lot, that, again, pandemic can't really go out and yep. record things with other people. Was that mostly you uh, alone on the EP, and then this is kind of more right. of the expanded full band?
1: Yeah, you're exactly right. I mean, uh, there obviously were guys that uh, worked with me on the EP. I mean, Max DePod, Hamburger Island, he calls himself, uh, and and Derek, uh, Benjamin, who's who's a producer. But yeah. uh, aside from that, yeah, for for the most part, uh, we basically kind of kind of did that ourselves and then we just uh kind of hired out for for people coming in whereas um this project and this new single and everything they've uh they've been just a a full full band effort and we've all kind of like bounced ideas off of uh, each other the whole time that we've been working on it so
0: did, how do those old songs sound now i mean do you i assume you still play uh, a lot of the ones off the ep live have they yeah. changed have they morphed kind of uh now that you have this band that you're writing with and that you're working with closely
1: to an extent, yeah. I mean, the live versions are always a little bit different, and we try to throw little tricks and little things that we didn't think about when we uh, originally were recording them. Um, so yeah, there's a little bit more of a, I would say, a rock thing again. A little bit more of a rock flair too, for sure.
0: Just yeah. higher energy, I guess, and more kind of a,
1: yeah. the live, yeah, live exactly. sound, right? right.
0: I mean, like you listen to the EP, Sam
1: and it, it's kind of it's kind of you know melancholy, and it's it's slower, and it, it's. Um, mm. Um, that's just what it was, right? But uh, now, of course, when you play it live, I mean, you always want that kind of lull in your set where things are a little bit slower and you can kind of, um, yeah, people can grab a drink or people can really, like, embrace that moment. Yeah. Uh, But we try to, like, speed it up and, like, really make that kick in your face. And, yeah.
0: For sure, yeah. yeah. What's uh, What's the next step for the band now because i mean you know country fest obviously again bucket list item it's a big high you're still coming off it uh, having played that show what do you how do you top that like what's sort of the next goal then for the band at this point
1: i think we're reevaluating what our goals are (laughs) after that show i mean it's kind of interesting none of us thought it was going to be that successful we were all excited to play country fest and we all thought it was going to be a a good show but especially when you're playing at the same time as one of the largest country acts in the world, right? Like yeah. Um but I mean next, yeah, we're we're reevaluating it. And I mean, I guess a bigger stage, I guess some more traveling, some some larger festivals, but um we're kind of we're kind of taking July off here just uh just to cool down and um do some relaxation because we've all been super busy, especially with recording and everything. Yeah,
0: fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. Well I imagine I imagine, imagine that Country Fest too having that that experience that. that gives you some some buzz around your name as well. People who went to the show and maybe, like you said, wandered over not knowing who you were, they now know who right. you are, they're going to be looking for your music. Has Have you noticed, uh, I know it's very fresh in the memory, but have you noticed any yeah. kind of uh, uptick in, in, in listens or, or or downloads or anything like that?
1: I'd be honest with you huge absolutely huge like and incredible I mean we stayed the whole, we stayed kind of the whole weekend we we wanted to have the experience behind it and everything I've been to country fest as a guest before but not as an artist but I mean we're walking around the campsites and we're walking around like the stage area and stuff and people are wanting to take pictures with us and they're they're stopping to chat with us and man I just tons and tons of JR Sharon merch all over the place and they're people I don't know which is super super cool so yeah there's been upticks in, in streaming and uh, watches and yeah just people stopping and saying hi and realizing that they can talk to us because we're all people too right yeah
0: yeah <laughs> we're not yeah. above anybody <laughs> no right on that's that's great So what's the best way uh, for someone to hear your music now? I mean, like we said, you have a new single out, uh, you got an EP out, this is a podcast, someone could hear it a year from now, by then you may have uh, a full length out, you may have a bunch more shows booked. What's the best way to sort of listen to your stuff and then keep track of what you're up to as far as shows?
1: Totally. Well, we're on every single streaming platform right now. I mean, be it Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon, um, Tidal, whatever you want, uh, uh, YouTube. You can go to our website, www.jrsharon.com. or, I mean, just reach out on social media, guys. That's, yeah, we love chatting with you.
0: I know you said you're taking July off, but do you have any uh, anything scheduled for the rest of the summer or is that to be determined? We do, yeah. We've got uh, we've got a whole bunch that are, like, on the cusp of being booked right now.
1: Um, that's one thing, Sam. Things are still really slow as far as bookings are concerned with, um, you know, venues finalizing their artists for festivals and stuff like that, which yeah. is extremely weird, but... Yeah, we're playing South Beach in August and uh, a couple private events and um, probably a few more too, so it's going to be fun. Run on.
2: skies never seem so blue all because i've been lying here with you